Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have a couple of special guests. Uh, first of all, Hannah Schartz, who you guys remember from this spring before the NCAA tournament, and uh, also for the first time, Sophia Weiner, uh, two of the four soccer captains we just learned today. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's up, guys? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, you know, just uh, media day. Got mm-hmm. to talk to all the athletes from all the sports, so that's always fun. Yeah, you're probably very busy. Yeah, get to do a bunch of writing tonight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, you guys just got back from Breckenridge, right? Yes. Yes, we did. What did you guys do there? You were there for like three nights, the entire team. Yes. Well, like we were talking about earlier, but we had like a huge cabin house situation, only players. Okay. And um, it was like a giant, massive sleepover for three days. Um, (laughs) We trained. We did double days up there at like, I think Danny said today, like 9,000 feet. Yeah, I think almost 10,000. Almost 10,000. So it's almost double what Boulder was. Um, But so we did some double days up there, hung out. Decorated the house, played music. Mini golf Mini one golf. day. It was very yep. competitive. Yeah. Coach just yep. hopped in. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we cooked dinner for the team. Oh, really? Wait, who cooked dinner? <laughs> so every night there's like a group of seven or eight of us at the coaches pick. And then your team cooks dinner and it's a competition of, of for course. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, wow. For everyone. Coaches, you trainers. Cook, like, for all 30 okay. people. Yeah. Wow. So, so were you guys on the same team cooking dinner then? No, we were on different teams. Were you? Were you I breakfast? was breakfast. She was oh, breakfast, okay. and I was like Mexican night, and then there was a pasta night. Okay, what'd you cook? I we did chicken enchiladas, skillets, okay. and then like a veggie option, and then buffalo chicken dip. And you oh, guys solid. made Can't a ton wrong. of stuff. We, we had a lot. We had scrambled eggs, um, like three three different kinds of sausage, bacon, oh, wow. French toast, which was the highlight, like mm-hmm. cinnamon French mm-hmm. toast. It was really good. And then we did pancakes, plain, and chocolate chip. And then we had a bunch of fruit. And it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I feel like breakfast is easier. Yeah. Like, I feel like you kind of got lucky getting to do breakfast. Yeah. Dinner would be so much harder. I feel like it's less stressful, but it actually takes the longest. Like, yeah. out of all three nights, it takes okay. the longest because I think we're just cooking more food, probably. Yeah, you guys made, like... It's more individual, like, flipping So many all the individual things. So it took... You, the longest because you made so many okay. different options yeah. where like you can mass make pasta you uh-huh. know just make a huge portion of it 
I guess that's true. Who who was the best? Which which group had the best food? It depends on who you ask. Oh, this so is a touchy like subject. This is a touchy it's subject. Very touchy. <laughs> <laughs> so so like what are, what are the camps? Like who's who are, what are the sides? Well, well, the coaches voted pasta was the favorite. Yeah, right? they voted pasta okay. was the favorite, but there's beef about that because um pasta's the easiest <laughs> to make i mean like i'm gonna defend my group but like how hard is it to boil water mm-hmm. so th- right. yeah mm-hmm. i mean i just think the other two nights required more skill and oh. the pasta and i actually had to go back to the store because they weren't gonna have enough food mm. oh, so wow. i thought that should have disqualified them yeah, yeah that's that's because they, they learned from they got a cheat from the two nights that went before they were the last night so when you guys were up there did you guys have like access to cars no who who was driving them back to the store <laughs> we had a big bus so we like right when oh. we got there on the first day we played mini golf and then okay. we went straight to the store so you had to have everything planned out and it was kind of madness in the grocery store to be honest there were so many people in there uh-huh. anyway it was very bad timing but everyone's running around we had a time limit pretty much to go grab everything you needed and you had to think on the spot and we hadn't even been to the house yet so <laughs> yeah. we didn't know what they had what they didn't have but it was really fun overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw on Instagram that during the mini golf, there was like some sword fighting going on. Oh, <laughs> with the... Um, <laughs> I wasn't in that group. I, I was in that group. Was I was in that group. I actually okay. just staged a uh, boomerang. So there wasn't oh, a lot of fighting going on. Me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you got me. The, the mini golf was really fun, actually. Mm-hmm. Who won? I don't... I, I think don't, it might have been Craig. I think the co- one of the coaches oh. did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just kind of had a competition within our own group like mm-hmm. you would be in a group of four or five mm-hmm. and then we'd see who won out of that group and then the coaches were behind my group and they were there's a lot of smack talk going on the whole time they're very into it and it's very <laughs> funny listening but i think craig won overall mm-hmm. he okay. was really good okay yeah do you feel like during the trip you got better at soccer just to kind of tie things back in yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah bring it back um i would say Definitely. I think not only did we get better at soccer, but like we became a lot closer. I mean, that like Mm -hmm. this trip is one of my favorite things that like CU does. It's always been really fun. But I think training at that altitude, you don't even notice that you're doing it. Like we I wasn't even aware that it was that high. Like I I wasn't either. I I, because I'm from Evergreen. So I live at like 7000 feet. So like I didn't know it was that much higher than even like my house. And so. I think not only did we get like aerobically fitter and better, but we had some hard training sessions out there where like there's not much distraction when you're removed from Boulder. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is like the best part because you have nothing else to think about but like the field and your friends because you're not at home. There's no one else around. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, it speaks volumes to how fit our team is also just because, I mean, we didn't realize we were that much higher altitude. Mm-hmm. You would think everyone would be, you know, bent over during the warm up, but mm-hmm. um, everyone did so well, mm-hmm. even with some added sprints in the end, people hopping in to do extra. I think our team's just very motivated and also very fit. And I'm glad we got together for a week and get even fitter. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, like just get closer as a team bonding wise. Was it smoky there? A little the first day. It was okay. a little, I feel like it was way clearer than here though. Because okay. when we left Boulder, it was super smoky, and we t- trained inside the practice before the before the day oh. that we left because of the smoke. And I didn't think it was that. It bad. It wasn't that bad there. No. Okay. Can you feel the smoke when you're practicing here? It's like training here. I forget soccer. Mm, I 
I don't know, actually. I don't think huh. I've ever been like, well, I'm not asthmatic. Like, I think yeah. people who are asthmatic are more aware of it. But I don't right. have an inhaler or anything. We huh. neither of us do. No. Yeah, so I'm not okay. sure. They, they seem to feel it more, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been talking to all the football players every day about this stuff, mm-hmm. and there's a split. I wonder if there's just, like, the ones that have asthma are the ones who've been complaining and the ones, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have maybe, to circle yeah. back. I'll I figure it know. out. Some I mean, science. I definitely feel the dryness, <laughs> like, yeah. right. but I don't feel like I'm coughing or anything abnormal, mm-hmm. huh. I guess. I don't, I don't know. The yeah. one day I, if we had trained on Saturday, I think we would have felt it. Yeah, like, that was like I the agree. apocalypse in Boulder that day. We had our off day on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. that so, was so, terrible. So like, I think if we would have trained that day outside, I would have felt it because that was like horrible. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about like uh, real soccer stuff, like <laughs> games and things, and that'll be right. fun. First off, want to give a quick shout out to Strava Craft Coffee. Uh, Strava is CBD-infused coffee that is really changing lives. Um, No matter what you're dealing with, whether it's anxiety or body aches or whatever, CBD has helped so many people, and Strava Craft Coffee in particular has done that as well. Um, There are a bunch of awesome options when you order from them. Uh, You can get your coffee in grounds or K-cups or whole beans or whatever. And the best part is... If you use the code DNVR25, you can get 25% off your order. Um, And actually, maybe even better than that is if you subscribe to a product, so say you want like the K-Cups, you could have that delivered right to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks, uh, whichever you choose, if you subscribe to that product. It's awesome because we all drink coffee basically every day, and you can make sure that you never run out and you'll be getting the best. And if you subscribe to any product from Strava Craft Coffee, you'll be getting 20% off that product every single time. Uh, it's a great deal. First of all, you should probably check out um, that DMVR25 code because it's a little bit better discount. But then when you figure out what you like, make sure that you subscribe and take advantage of this awesome deal. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, DraftKings is the uh, United States' number one rated sportsbook app. Um, they do a whole bunch of awesome things, whether it's uh, the offering odds boosts, like you can scroll through the page and check out uh, whatever they have that day, and you'll get better value than normal. But they'll also give you uh, like custom odds boosts. So they'll say, like, okay, today you get two 50% profit boosts on MLB games. So if you make a whatever bet, it's normally a dollar and it pays out a dollar, well, now you get $1.50 instead. So many awesome things, and they just added uh, same-game parlays, which means if you're watching, say, a football game, you can bet on a team to win, um, a quarterback to throw however many yards, um, a running back to pick up a touchdown or two, and... You can parlay all those things together and make it into one big bet with a huge payout. It's brand new, um, and DraftKings seriously is the best place to do your betting. I know because I've tried basically all of them at this point. Um, And right now, they actually have an awesome promotion. All you got to do is bet $1 on any college football game, and you will get $200 in free bets if you're a new user. So if you're new to sports betting, this is the time to get in because basically you can get $200 in your account 
but only have to deposit one dollar. Um, and from there, what you do is up to you. Obviously, you can't just pull it straight out. You have to bet each dollar at least once. Um, but it's a great way to start off a, a new betting account, um, especially if you don't know what you're doing. If you want to be making some big bets, you can make some big bets, or you can just make two hundred one dollar bets. And I actually, I'm not going to do any more math than that. You guys understand what $200 is. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR and receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code DMVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, last season. Uh, first of all, it was very recent. You guys just finished that up like three, four months ago, and now you're back doing it again. Um, I guess we'll talk about that part later, but it's a shortened season. You guys finished, what, like fourth in the Pac-12, which is really impressive considering that the Pac-12 is good at soccer. You know, <laughs> after going through that, how much confidence does that give you going into this year? Um, I think it gives a lot of confidence just because, like we've said a million times today, but like it's fresh on our brains and the core group is back so it's like mm -hmm. we already have a foundation built on something that was very successful and like now I guess in my mind it's like how much more successful can we be how much better can we get from that point where we already had success mm -hmm. um and I always think it's good to come off of a season like that and this one's just special because it was immediately after like everyone remembers what it feels like to finish fourth in the back 12. I mean that was a huge feat for us and we had some really great mm -hmm. wins last year that like I'll never forget the USC game or mm -hmm. like certain games where it was just so awesome to be a part of and I think they're so fresh on everyone's mind still so I think that's going to play to our benefit. Yeah for sure it was a huge accomplishment just to make the tournament because it was a 40, 48 team tournament instead of 64 mm -hmm. uh, so obviously we were very pleased to finish fourth in the Pac-12 but even finishing there we weren't really sure if we were going to make it or not just because the tournament was so condensed compared to previous years, but the fact that we made it, and even though we didn't do as well as we wanted to, I think that same energy is just going to carry into this season and motivate us to make it. Now that I think it's back to 64 teams, so um, hopefully we can go even further. I'm confident that we can. Mm -hmm. Not hopefully. So <laughs> <laughs> not hopefully. Yeah. Okay. So uh, last year, obviously, like the, the defense was kind of the the big reason why everything worked. You know, the, there was some goal scoring, probably not enough goal scoring. First of all, both of you guys play more on the defensive side. Does it feel better coming back with the same group, having spent that much time playing together last season? Yeah, I think it benefits any team when you have more players returning, but especially in the back line, mm -hmm. um, just because everyone has to be so connected at all times. And one faulty step can cost you a goal or um, make you pay the price. So especially as the back line, it's such an advantage to have veterans back and people who've played together now for like three, two, three years. So. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be one of our strengths again this year. Yeah, and in terms of the goal scoring, who have you guys seen so far, like just in practices, that, that you think could provide maybe more than they did last year there? 
I think a, I think a lot of people can. I think we're going to have people really step up into new roles. I think Shira will continue to score. Um, I think Tessa, like, once she she got running at the end of season last year, she was really like a dominant force for us up there. So I think – and she has experience. I mean, this is her third year. Like, with confidence comes, I think, goal scoring, and sometimes you're a little hesitant when you first come in there. So I think it's good that both of them have had some seasons under their belt. Um, but, I mean, Sinead, I hope, scores some more goals. I think she's capable of doing so, um, and she's proven that to us in training. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, all of our forwards, I think – the more the merrier in the goal scoring category. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, like what I said before, I'm like, I don't care who does it, but mm-hmm. I just think that we have some really dominant people up there coming back this year that are going to make waves in the Pac-12. Rachel Rosen also has been oh, scoring yes. so many goals in practice. Oh, and I've, I've seen such a difference just between this last season and this summer of preseason and um, the last two weeks of training. She's – been so much more confident mm-hmm. than before and looks like a new Rachel out there yes. and um, I'm so happy for her she played on my sister's club team so I've kind of known yeah. her for a while so I'm having like a proud mom moment seeing her <laughs> um, step in and score all these goals and really find her feet and confidence so far what's it like turning around this quickly like it sounds like you have some more confidence coming because it has only been a couple months since you last played but do you also feel kind of worn out considering you didn't get the off season you usually get yeah, I think everyone definitely took a month. Well, we had two months back at home, technically. Um, I think everyone still kept training, but it was more of like a mental break than a physical break and just about maintaining the fitness that we already had and obviously taking a little bit of time for your body to recover, whether that's for some people who are injured, taking some time off or just laying back on the training a little bit or doing alternative sources, like even just like hiking instead of just hard running, like doing other types of exercises just to stay fit, but not necessarily be pounding on the ground running, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I think this preseason we've preached recovery more than anything, even in this two-week span so far. It's really just we've been doing ice baths every single day after every training, so that's twice a day. That's a lot. Yeah, so (laughs) we're really doing as much as we can, (laughs) just knowing that a back-to-back season is potentially hard on your body. Mm. Okay, and Sophia, you have the knee injury. First of all, can you just kind of walk us through what happened there? Yeah, um, I don't even know what happened. Um, (laughs) I just stepped weird um, in an Oregon State game, and I just like felt a little you know, something's not right. Um, But then I played in that game, the rest of it, and I played in Oregon. I mean, let's put quotation marks around played. I was like out there, but I was like a zombie Um, just because I was in pain or whatever. But I knew my body was able to do it. I just didn't know how bad my um, tear was. And so then I came back and got imaging and I was, I had surgery pretty much a week later. So I think the back-to-back season, I guess in my case is a bit of a disadvantage because I've had to like really get it together quickly, but almost better because they just ripped the bandaid off and I couldn't sit around and like baby my knee. And I think it has made me feel a hundred percent way quicker than I would have. Um, but I'm so glad to be back and playing and it it's like the best feeling ever just to not have twinges and pain all the time. Um, I'm getting used to my knee brace, but 
I don't mm. have to wear it in games. So oh, nice. So tomorrow I won't have it on. But <laughs> but I do think in terms of injury wise, it gave a little bit less leeway in terms of um, waiting like a full progression of something. Some of us just had to you know get it together kind of quickly. Yeah. Are you nervous to play without the knee brace? No, not at all because. My knee is not like about stability. Mine's a little bit more of like the my injury is just more about the pounding. So mm -hmm. it's just about how long I'm like running on it, not rather twisting. So no, I'm not. I'm not worried at all. I'm really excited for it not to be on my body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited actually to see if I play better without it on, because then maybe I can make a case that I don't have to wear it anymore. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's what everybody's been saying about Jarek, the running back. Yeah. That he, now he's not wearing the knee brace and he's faster. And it's like, well, how could that be? He was Offensive Player of the Year. It doesn't really. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's relieved. To ha I have always wondered that. I'm like, how did they? Because they really wear them all the time. They do. Yeah. And so, like, w I mean, we complain a lot about wearing our knee braces so I've just <laughs> I mean he did all of that with his brace on like I'm waiting to see how much better he is without it because I think it definitely eases your movement and stuff do you guys watch much of the football games or like basketball or the rest of the sports here yeah I think we do we try to yeah. go to as many games as possible like I'd say football games are definitely a highlight mm -hmm. for the soccer team mm -hmm. like we love to go out and be able to Tail, not that we can tailgate but like <laughs> yeah. at least go for a half and be a part of it yeah and mm -hmm. especially since Folsom should be back to normal capacity or almost normal capacity mm -hmm. like we we've already started talking about it like which games can we go to yeah. and we're trying to match our calendars together mm -hmm. and then for basketball obviously we'll for sure be there and um a lot of our players haven't even been to a football game yeah. or a basketball game like the international yeah. so mm -hmm. we're excited to get them involved and try to teach them a little bit <laughs> we yeah. love to reciprocate the fans situation because we beg people to come to our games exactly. like and so you know if we show our faces there I think it's more of an incentive for people to come out and to support us um which we need the support we and we should support. get the yes. support yes. like I don't know women's sports deserves a little bit more respect than they get sometimes yeah. so I think that we do our part in terms of putting our faces out there and supporting other athletes. Um, not only in hopes that it's reciprocated, but just I think that puts it in people's minds. Like the whole soccer team was there right down front and center, right yeah. there behind the bench. Yeah. <laughs> we're always there if we're allowed to be there. <laughs> exactly. Do you guys watch – I mean, I've talked to you, Hannah, a little bit, but, but in the Olympics, did you guys watch the women's national team much? Yeah. It was in the middle yeah. of the night, so it wasn't easy we to do. We had to watch the recorded games. Uh -huh. There okay. were a lot of mornings <laughs> yep. where we tried not to check our phones. Yeah, we were like yelling. We're like, don't tell us. Because <laughs> some people had seen the score. Mm -hmm. Some had watched yeah. it, I think. So, yeah, I think the time change was a little challenging. A lot of the time it was ruined for me what the score was, mm -hmm. so I just ended up watching the game a little bit later. But definitely went back and rewatched some of those. Yeah. I mean, you brought up the women's sports thing, but I mean, they have like their big push for equal pay and all mm -hmm. that stuff. I mean, is it when you see that, is it like frustrating for you to like think about all those things? Or is it something where you just like, yeah, let's just go do it. But I don't know. I don't <laughs> have any good questions about this. I'm just curious what you think. <laughs> I mean, I think it's frustrating because it's been like a long drawn out battle um, and just living in it. I just think that they're like put some respect on the name. Like mm -hmm. they're doing everything that everyone else is doing. Um, and so I think that part is frustrating. I also think it's frustrating when, I don't like even at the college level, just, I mean, we, we are doing what everyone else is doing, um, whether it's volleyball or 
lacrosse. Like, it's not just us that deserves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some shout-outs. I mean, there's a lot really successful women's sports teams here at CU, and I just think sometimes we just need to mention them more. But the women's national team does a really good job of advocating for women in sports, specifically in soccer, and I think they're a great face, and they've brought a lot of attention to something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. It, it, the thing is, like, they've kind of, like, broken through. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it's still women's sports, definitely, but it's a team that a lot of people follow in mm-hmm. the same way that they follow the men's national team. And maybe just because the women's team has been so much better, better. for 20 years, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what it takes. But mm-hmm. that is, to me, at least, like, kind of the beginning of the trend. Right. I actually just watched the documentary with the U.S. national team. Yeah. It's called LFG. It's on HBO. I highly recommend everyone to watch it, even if you're not a soccer fan, just if you care about women in sports, Mm -hmm. you need to watch it because they go through their whole process of uh, the lawsuit and then the U.S. Soccer Federation basically declining it and saying just, it it was very frustrating to watch, but also gives you hope that there is potential for movement and that anyone really can stand up and fight for equal pay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's uh, let's take another break, and then we'll finish things up. All right. I want to remind you guys that if you want to become a DMVR member, it comes with a whole bunch of different perks. Uh, first of all, you get access to all the written content at thedmvr.com. Um, if you come down to the DMVR bar, you get a really big beer for the size of a small beer. Um, there's just, there's like a bunch of little things. There's some big things too. um, deals with all of our merch, all that kind of stuff. Uh, new Nate Landman shirts going to be out here in the next few weeks. Um, and that's a good segue because if you sign up right now using the code camp 2021, then you'll actually get a $60 gift card to the DNVR locker when signing up. Um, I'm not, I don't set prices for things uh, but it does look like most of our shirts are $30 so that means two shirts plus the new like NIL shirt with Nate Landman uh, that's on the way so definitely check all that out and if you are trying to find a place to host your fantasy draft the DMVR bar is a great option um, if you bring I think it has to be at least like 10 people in the league which should be easy it'd be a weird league if you had like six people but uh, if you come down to the DMVR bar and obviously like call ahead and do those sorts of things, you get two free pitchers of beer. Uh, one is a Breckenridge beer. Breckenridge does so many things for us, like make all of our tailgates possible by just giving us hundreds of free beers. Uh, we really like supporting them. Um, so you get one of those. You also get a draft pitcher. Um, and definitely uh, check all that out because it's a. Uh, if if I had a fantasy draft, there would be no doubt where I would host it. I guess I'm also biased, though, but just ignore that. And also want to shout out Ball. So Ball does a whole bunch of different things. Um, They're like an aerospace company. They make all of the aluminum cans. Like, I wonder what the percentage is. Because in 2019, they made 101 billion aluminum cans. Actually, this morning when I was down there at Media Day. uh, So the way that works is, like, we show up. Actually, today we got to check out a couple minutes of practice um tomorrow there's a football scrimmage we'll be talking all about that on tomorrow's podcast um but you know talk to uh, first of all hannah and uh sophia and danny sanchez a soccer coach but whoever like their equivalents are on the cross-country team 
and uh, we talked to like um, Val Constein, who just got back from the Olympics, and all the football guys too. But there was also a brunch, which was the best part, and uh, they uh, they had like these cans of water that were made by Ball, and they're actually the same ones. They had a couple of those when Ball first partnered with the Buffs back in 2019. Since then, Ball's done a bunch of other things like, uh, you know, Ball Arena in Denver where the Nuggets and Avalanche play. That's them. Um, And uh, if you're looking for a place to work, Ball is a great option. Uh, They have a 400-person plant out in Golden, um, and they're hiring. Uh, they're hiring like production technicians and a bunch of other stuff. So you should text golden to seven, seven, two, 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 and you'll get all sorts of information. Either that or go to jobs.ball.com and then you can figure it out from there. Uh, search for golden. I should have said that, but, um, yeah, it's ball. They have like a, a whole bunch of, uh, great reasons to work for them. First of all, like aluminum is sustainable. Uh, 75% of the world's aluminum is still in use today. Um, they, uh, what else? Oh, they have a 100% rating in the corporate equality index score given out by the human rights campaign. Again, I, I haven't had a job search in a while, but if the human rights campaign is vouching for a company, it's definitely not a bad thing, right? Uh, so definitely, like I said, text uh, GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com to check all of that out. Okay, uh, we're back from a, a break there. Um, you guys have your first game tomorrow, and it it half counts, so it doesn't count in terms of like the way things normally count for like standings and stuff, but for the Colorado Cup, it does count. For you guys... Do you guys, like, worry about whether it, like, counts or not? Because that's the thing is, like, you watch preseason football and they half try. Is this, like, a serious Mm -hmm. game for you guys? There's the first question about it. I feel like we really care about every single game. And I just remember last season with the Washington game, we tied the game that quote-unquote mattered um, Mm -hmm. and counted toward our standings. And we lost the one on Sunday to a free kick late in the game. But everyone was so caught up in that loss for so long and I remember Jason pulled us aside and was like, we're fine. Like, we wa- we tied the game that mattered <laughs> against a really good team on the road, opening season of Pac-12. Like, we're good. We're fine. So I think we do take every game very seriously, which is – I think it's a good thing overall. It keeps everyone focused and mm-hmm. probably more into it. But, yeah. I think it's a good thing also that it's an – quote-unquote exhibition game but it matters for something like Mm -hmm. that we're very prideful in which is the Colorado Cup um and I think like that puts a little bit more emphasis behind the game and I think people care about it because we know it's a time to showcase yourself like new players understand the value of having a game that you know I mean maybe the score doesn't really matter but you have this opportunity handed to you where you can really show yourself in a not as pressure filled situation as like like our freshmen last year went straight into Pac twelve play. Yeah. Like and that is I mean that turnover is like you don't see it coming. And so I think like this is a really nice opportunity to segue into competitive games without it hitting you like a ton of bricks. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And to play, first of all, so you have Colorado State up next after that. Mm -hmm. That's a rivalry game, Mm -hmm. and that's easy to get excited for. When you play, like, Colorado College, when you play Air Force, 
do those feel like rivalry games too? I think a little bit because they're in-state and a mm-hmm. lot of our in-state players know common people who play on the other mm-hmm. teams. That makes sense. So it's easy to find relationships and like fire from that. I also think just because, um, you know, like these are big games to them as well. Like they come out here and take them seriously to play CU. Mm-hmm. And so we have to step up to the plate. I mean, like we're not going to get walked over. So I think that helps the competitive fire. Yeah. CSU, it's easy to get hyped up for though. Yeah. Same yeah. with Denver. I feel right. like just coming in yeah. to this program, mm-hmm. I didn't really know who our quote unquote rival was, but that. It always feels mm-hmm. like a rival game. Every year that I've played them, it's crazy. I mean, even last year with the yeah. overtime, Sophia's goal. <laughs> <laughs> let's cl- yeah, let's claim that as mine, Seth. Go back in there and change that <laughs> own goal. Might have been an own goal, <laughs> but it's Sophia's. Just change the own goal. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, it's He's always convinced. crazy till the final whistle against right. Denver. So that's also I. That feels like a rival game to me. Yeah, personally. that's a good point, and I feel like. Uh, that's definitely a rivalry game because mm-hmm. it is one that you watch every year and it's a lot of fun. But I almost wonder if it's just because the football teams don't play and the basketball teams too. That it just kind of gets forgotten. In the I same way with like true. Nebraska, if you guys played Nebraska in soccer, everybody would freak out because it's Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But true. that's I don't know. Football changes things. Denver also like has so many in-state players as well, and so mm-hmm. like the fans who come out to those games, whether it's here or at DU is crazy because I mean I have club coaches coming out because mm-hmm. they know people on both sides like high school coaches high school teams club teams from the area like they just know both places so I think the energy from mutual like teammates from past years like carries over into that energy of the game if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah definitely okay okay and then so th- after colorado cup though you guys have florida state mm-hmm. um th- that's gonna be pretty cool right yeah. like that's that's excited. gotta be exciting yeah, that's yeah. Insane. yeah. very, very excited yeah. oh, for everybody listening to the podcast that doesn't follow like the preseason soccer polls they are the preseason number one mm-hmm. is that something that you like really look ahead to i know like game at a time all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but it has to be like circled as a, a, a really important match right mm-hmm. yeah of course and we played them in 2019 mm-hmm. that was my first season here and that was probably the craziest game I've ever played in in my whole life I would say I remember um, that one. I think there were like eight yellow cards uh-huh. someone got thrown out yeah <laughs> uh, they called Taylor for some PKs. dumb stuff mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it was it was a crazy crazy game so I'm really excited just to have that rematch and Obviously, knowing their ranking is a big deal, but I think more it's just more more so than the ranking, just knowing what caliber of soccer that they play is what gets me excited to play them. And I think it's awesome they agreed to come here. I'm like, yeah. that is... There's a lot of respect. There's a that. lot of respect for that <laughs> yeah. and that they were able... And I mean, I think we should take pride in the fact that they were willing to make mm-hmm. a trip out here to play us because it's not... Tallahassee's not close, so right. It's a long I trip think, like, and the altitude. They're committing to coming out to play us, so there's value in that. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense for them too, though. Mm-hmm. Like you look at all of the soccer players that come from Colorado, right. like coming out here just to get exposure for that program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. again keep comparing things to football. It's very different from football, right. where everybody wants to go play in Texas. The football mm-hmm. team scheduling like North Texas just to get a foot in the door down there, even mm-hmm. though it's not going to be, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be competitive. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Colorado does have this reputation, though, specifically for women's soccer. Mm -hmm. 
it is that something i guess sophia you're from here yeah did you play against like what sophia smith she's from here right mm -hmm. well like jalen howell is plays on florida state and so she's okay. from here and so i think that is like like i'm sure she will have fans out here but i just think soccer is women's soccer is really valued in colorado um i think we have a lot of names to thank for that but like Lindsay Horan played at my club. Um, I, I back her forever, but um, <laughs> but I just think like Mal Pugh, like the, yeah. I mean, you could just list a bunch of people who have like made a great name. Um, and obviously, California has like a million people, and mm -hmm. they have so much success there. But I think these two states is probably why most of our roster is made up of California and mm -hmm. Colorado yeah. people. You know, there's there's a reason why. Yeah. Um, before we move on from Florida State, though, I do want to plug. Um, everybody listen to the podcast. We have a tailgate before that pot or before that game. Ooh, be like okay. nine fifteen or so. Free beer okay. from Breckenridge. Wow, so come okay. hang out for a couple hours and drink free beer and then go watch soccer. Okay. Yes, please. Yes, do we need it. all the fans. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. Um, I also want. So you guys both transferred, mm. which is just kind of like a coincidence. But with the transfer rules changing. What do you guys think of that? You know, actually, Carl Durrell today had his own notes on the transfer rules that uh, weren't exactly what I expected him to say. Okay. But we'll get into that on okay. a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, for you guys, what do you think of not having to waste your eligibility? Or did that even change in soccer? Because it was just revenue sports. Your I, coach could have. Okay. Like, held you. My, yeah, so I got excused. So I didn't have to sit out. Okay. But, and I was very grateful for that, but. I'm very happy with the rule change because I, I just feel like no one should really have to sit out. Like at the, at the end of the day, everyone should just be able to be happy and go where they want to. Um, so I'm happy that the rule changed for other people so others wouldn't have to stress about it mm -hmm. like I kind of did mm -hmm. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I obviously didn't transfer in conference, so like yeah. I wasn't as concerned about it, but I just think the rule – like Hannah said, it makes the e process easier and transferring usually is not an easy decision in the first place. So I don't know why we tack on extra pressure and like stresses to something that's already an uncomfortable mm -hmm. choice to make. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'm really happy with the choice and I think it will allow people to find the other thing I guess that goes into that is the new recruiting rules, like that you have to recruit when you're older, especially in soccer. Yeah. I really like that rule change because mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Hannah, but like I was 16 when I decided where I was going to go and had visited once. <laughs> and so I think like the rule change will allow people to make a decision when they're older and like can really see themselves in college. Because yeah. I was um, a sophomore in high school and had I was like, I'm getting out of Colorado. I don't want to be here at all. Yeah. And now I can't imagine not being close to my parents and my sisters <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, you went to Virginia, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that's a weird, or it was a weird rule before. Right mm -hmm. now it makes more sense that you start recruiting at a normal age. Because I think I was talking to uh, Rachel Black, I think is her name. I haven't talked to her since. The goalie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I remember talking to her and she said like, this was before she even got here. And at that point she had been committed for three, four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just uh, weird. When I was, I was, I didn't commit till UCLA, to UCLA until probably my sophomore year, ending sophomore year. And I was like one of the last people to commit for my class huh. um, because a lot of other people had already committed mm -hmm. freshman year, early freshman year for my class to UCLA. So I almost felt like I was behind, but mm -hmm. 
in reality, there's there's really no rush. So I'm very happy that the new rule changed so that people can, hopefully there will be less transfers. I mean, it worked yeah. out for me, but yeah. I think overall, if people wait till they're older and can visit more places and just mature a little bit before, um, I think that can help the transfer process mm-hmm. be a minimum. All right. Um, before we get out of here, what are your guys' goals for this year? Hmm. Like for me personally or for the audience? Yeah. Just whatever comes to mind. Team, if you want to score a goal, I want to score a goal. That's a good one. And I want to, <laughs> I want to make it through the season not being injured. Yeah. I don't want okay. any injury, and I want us just to have a prolific season of success in like every regard. And I mean mm-hmm. that in terms of like friendships and relationships, but also success on the field. Like, I just want everyone to look back on the 2021 season and be like, that was awesome. I'm going to remember that forever. That's a really good goal. Yeah. 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 Ever since I've transferred in here, I've always wanted to try to make history. And I think my biggest goal is probably to get this team the furthest that we've ever been in the NCAA tournament. I think that's always been on my mind ever since I've transferred in here. Like that would be really cool to have that be something that happens while I'm there. Um, And then also, I think we can definitely compete for a Pac-12 title. Mm-hmm. I know we aim for that every year, but I think this year the Pac-12 is very open, um, even more so than last season with COVID and everything. So I think that would be a good goal. And then I also want to score. <laughs> it's always so <laughs> Just fun. Just throw that in there. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully I can score some more goals than I did last year. That All right. would be a goal. Sounds good. Uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yes. Yeah, I'd love thank to. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs>